0: Rise. Ancestors surround us. Rise. Welcome to Advancing the Art of aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern Bergen County, New Jersey. I am delighted to have as my guest today, Ellen Davies. And Ellen is a personal trainer, but she's someone who's done not just personal training. She's got lots of other certifications I'm going to ask her to tell us about, and who does a lot of work with older adults. So we're going to talk a little bit today about fitness and health, and then specifically hone in on what older adults can do to stay healthy. Ellen, welcome.
1: Hi. Thank you.
0: We're so glad to have you here today.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: Oh yeah. Um can you talk a little bit about how you got involved in the work that you do? You've been you've been a trainer for a long time. What made you get interested in that in that work and sort of how did you progress in that?
1: I think um for me fitness is kind of in the genes. Like my dad was a runner and a biker and he was played handball and was a swimmer and did all kinds of things. And I watched him to grow while I was growing up. Um, I even introduced him to spinning when he was in, in his mid to late sixties. He was an avid biker for a while um, and did Pilates and yoga. And then eventually when I had my second daughter, there was a mom's morning out that was run by the hospital. So they had a babysitting and, and the moms that just had babies would work out. And then from there we would develop some kind of relationship with other moms that were in the same boat as us Mm -hmm. and then from there I was like oh this is I really like this you know and I went on to um, become certified to teach group x and from there I went on to become certified to be a personal trainer and so on
0: that's great and here we are and here we are but you've also done a lot of other certifications right you're certified in a lot of different fitness arenas
1: Right. So in order to maintain your AFA certification, which is the organization I'm um, certified through, which is the American Fitness Association of America, you need to have 15 CEUs every two years. So I need to maintain my CPR every two years. And I also need to take additional classes. So when I look for them, I um, look at Pilates. I had done Pilates certification. I had done a spin certification. And at one point I was the um, director of group fitness at the JCC in Washington Township. So I wanted to know what my instructors were teaching. So if they were teaching Zumba, I would do a Zumba certification so that I would understand what I was looking at when I would look at the instructors to make sure the class was safe and effective for the people that were participating in the classes.
0: That's really awesome. And it really broadens the kinds of things that you can do as well. Right. Yeah, that's great. Now, you've, you've been teaching fitness to individuals and groups for a long time. And of course, the last 15 months have turned all of that upside down. Tell me about how that experience was for you and how you pivoted to be able to continue to do the work you do.
1: Well, it was very interesting. I went on to Zoom and I even have a client, 91 years old, who FaceTimes with me three times a week. It's and cool. we work out with her. I, I work out with her from her home and she sits in, I have her sitting in a chair because I can't be there to spot her. So it makes me more comfortable to have her in a chair or if she's standing behind the chair to hold on to the chair. If I was with her, she, she would probably be moving a little bit more. I'd have her on a treadmill or something to walk a little bit to warm up. But because I'm just watching her online, you know, safety is, is primary concern. For sure. So we try to do that.
0: It must have been, though, pretty challenging to sort of shift from being physically with people to to being virtual with people. That that I mean, I know how challenging it was for us from a purely business perspective, but from a fitness perspective, when you're accustomed to sort of, being present and helping people adjust their position, that that had to require some sort of mental gymnastics for you, too, I would think.
1: Right. First of all, you're reversed. So if you're telling them right and you're moving your arm to demonstrate the move, you have to be moving your left arm so that they can, if they're trying to follow you. And you can't be as tactile. You can't be as hands-on to, like, just get the small adjustments in. And the camera isn't always at the right angle. So maybe I see from the chin to the stomach and you're trying to (laughs) figure out how to adjust that and and still that they're still able to hear you because the further away she would get sometimes get from the device, the harder it was for her to hear me. So I would have to have her close and be far away so that she could see me and know what I was doing at least.
0: It's so hard. I know with our Rock Steady Boxing program that we do through the Jewish Home for individuals with a diagnosis of Parkinson's, we m- moved to virtual like everything else last a year ago March, March of 2020. And to this day we're still virtual and some people are using phones so, and so it's not stable when they're exercising or they prop it somewhere and you get a weird angle and can't really see what they're doing you know we were right. very accustomed to using music and that was one of the highlights for them in the gym but we had to stop the music because people were cons- couldn't hear I mean it just it's a big game changer
1: It is it is and and now that it's getting nice out I'm able to go like sit outside with her so we can still maintain our distance and now I can see her
0: oh in real life and which it- is great
1: Right. And even at at some point when it was nice out, um, I would go over and I'd wear my mask and she'd wear her mask and we'd sit in her garage. So we were sheltered. And, um, you know, she would have her equipment. I'd have mine and we'd sit in a chair across from each other and work that way so that we could see each other.
0: Yeah, that that certainly helps. I would think. So. One of the things that I really wanted to talk with you about today is the senior fitness. Now, not everybody is 91, God bless, and still working out. But we have a lot of people who either have not been fit throughout their lives or have been fit and then sort of found it slipping during the long lockdown and then a cold, cold winter. How would you suggest people get started? And equally, why is that important? Well,
1: you know what? No matter who you are, even doing this for forever, if I take like a one-week hiatus off, it's a, hello? Yeah. It's a new thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But you know, you want to maintain a healthy body weight. So it's really important for you to work out and you know what, start slow. So you get better form and you get better results. So each individual will be different, but the ultimate goal is to create um, lean muscle mass, strong bones by weight training. You wanna develop the muscles that support the joints because we can't fix your joints, but we can say strengthen the muscles all around your knee to help you with your knee. Um, work on some core strength. Your glutes are your second core, so you wanna work that and work on balance. And each case is individual. As we're getting into warmer weather, um, people may have access to pools. Pool is a great place to work because of the viscosity of the water. You're getting resistance when you lift your knee, resistance when you put it down, but it's still there to help you with your balance. It's not as scary to fall in a pool for instance, or you could walk in the pool. You won't get overheated as the summer days get warmer. So you could, you know, certainly do that as an option. Sure. Um, people without a pool, you know, I would say light weights and even thoroughbands are really good tools to use to work out with. Um, even a Pilates ball or a ball that you would bounce as a kid to use it to squeeze to work chest muscles or squeeze to work your inner thigh muscles. You know, I'm not looking for people to lift like 20 pounds or deadlift or anything crazy like that for seniors, you know,
0: just Have to, keep to see moving. where they are.
1: Maybe you balance, just stand still and close your eyes and see how that, how your balance feels there. But you know, you're always there to spot them.
0: Right. So. I, you know, start. Starting and restarting to move, I think, is probably the hardest thing. And I know there's a lot out there about how long it takes things to become, I don't know, a habit or an ingrained behavior. Do you have any advice for people who are just getting started, like how long they should really set a goal for themselves to make sure it becomes a change in their behavior?
1: I would set manageable goals. Manage okay. small manageable goals i wouldn't say i'm going to go out and i'm going to walk two hours every day five days a week you know 10 minutes every day to start off 10 minutes three times a week and see how you feel because it depends on what your starting point is right everybody is in a different starting point maybe you weren't at the gym but you were gardening or doing some some other activity during the lockdown so so it depends on what your starting point is but you know, make small, manageable goals.
0: And then make them consistent. So it's not walk 10 minutes I, and don't do it for two weeks. It's walk 10 minutes every day, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah if, yeah, if that's doable. I mean, and you know, if the weather is bad, you know what? The malls are open now. You can walk in the mall. And you know what? The advantage of walking in the mall, there's benches. Right. If you need to take a break, right? you can absolutely sit down and take a break.
0: And besides, and, you, you know, get just getting out in the watch. air is nice. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Because you know, that's part of it, too.
1: Exercising, you know, is so social. It's so good for you mentally that way.
0: You know, it's it interesting. It should be around other people. Absolutely. Hmm? It was interesting over the course of the last year um, how many people who didn't have dogs got dogs. Like, uh, in the neighborhood where I live, there not some families obviously had dogs but it seems to me over the course of the last year everyone got a dog and everyone all of a sudden is out walking their dogs and it is a different social thing and you know even for an older adult or maybe especially for an older adult having that obligation of saying well I got to take the dog for a walk that can be motivating too
1: Absolutely absolutely or meeting with your friends. Go for a 10-minute walk and then go have a cup of coffee.
0: There you go. <laughs> just as long as it's not like in, that.
1: Incorporate it with some fun activity, right? There you
0: go. No hot fudge sundays though. 10-minute walk, hot fudge Sunday, bad plan, but <laughs> <laughs> not all the time anyway. So it's really a question of just getting started in something that feels manageable for you.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: So what would you say to someone who says, I have difficulty walking, Um, you know, I'm an elderly person, it's hard for me to walk, what else can they do?
1: Well, there's certainly a lot of exercises you can do from your chair in and of itself. I mean, you can do calf raises and and knee lifts and you can lift weights in a chair, you can train your upper body, you can sit down and stand up in the chair and that will actually get your legs moving do that two or three times sit down stand up in a row you know there are so many options for chair chair yoga as you know is is a viable option to keep yourself flexible and strong that way I, e- I would
0: i've hmm? even seen seen things where they say to people take a couple of water bottles or cans of soup and keep them next to you when you're watching your favorite show on tv And at the commercials, pick up those soup cans and do some curls with the soup cans.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, when the pandemic first happened, that's what people were using for weights because people didn't have at the beginning home gym equipment and people didn't and things were not being delivered very fast. So we had to make do with what we had. And people were doing that, using water bottles and cans for weights or body weights. You know, you can use your own body for weights.
0: So, it's really when you come down to it, it's really just move, right? It's really just get moving in whatever way you can.
1: Even, yeah, even if you turn on the music and dance, <laughs> it's good, right?
0: Absolutely. It makes
1: you feel good. The endorphins start kicking in. You feel good about yourself when you start moving.
0: So, it's not just so, for your body, it's also for the rest of you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely good for your it even keeps you sane right it keeps you balanced it makes those like I said those endorphins all those feel-good hormones kick in when you start moving and especially if you start moving and you're able to be outside now that the weather is getting nicer you really feel good right get out in nature
0: absolutely so Ellen if you had to give somebody sort of one important piece of advice some of our older our older folks who are Mm -hmm. listening what would that advice be?
1: Find something that you really like to do. Find something that you're passionate about and, and just incorporate just a small amount of movement in every day, right? It's about quality of life, right? You want to sit down and play with your grandkids. You want to walk the dog, whatever. It's all about quality of life for me. That would be my advice to you.
0: It's perfect. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Be well. All of the children rise, elders with wisdom rise, ancestors surround us rise.